Hi and hello. This is our Bobby Horror Picture Show with me, Sleeves, and Bobby Bobalon. Hey, Bobby. Hey, Sleeves. How's it going, man? It's going good. Um, we are sitting down once again to talk to members of the Bug Cult. Um, today we are sitting down with none other than Mr. Dick Killjoy. Hey the guys, how's Doom it going? Boy. Dicky, what's up? One of the, I mean, one of the premier uh, Dune podcast. Uh, you're one the of the best Dune creators. The premier, the premier Dune podcast. Yes, <laughs> we uh, we uh, uh, we discuss everything and all things related to Dune, and it's uh, it's it's really a great. Uh, we've been having a great time. That's for sure. Yeah, you guys are building a lot of momentum, getting big guests. Uh, the show's really going somewhere. Now we've had both Doom Boys on our podcast, so we might be going somewhere. Checking off those boxes, yeah. We did exactly. a stream recently with uh, Shake and Bakey, and uh, we looked at some of the uh, some of the Dune video games that are out there, and I gotta say, I'm not impressed. <laughs> I was not impressed with those games either, but... Um... Yeah, both David Lynch's called in during that stream. That was wild. We had uh, we had uh, dueling Lynch's. Uh, it was it was out of control, but uh, it was a great time. Yeah, check it out. I think there's a VOD around it uh, on yeah. out in the floating Shake on the interwebs. Bakey. Shake and Bakey. Shout outs to Shake and Bakey. Well, um, Dicky, I want to. I'm I'm kind of curious. Uh, we've met through the Bug Cult. Correct. Um, the bug main bug cult and i'm I'm just kind of curious how did you find how did you find the cult um i listened to of course that that episode of the first episode of doughboys where where uh, bug was on it and yeah. um you know it didn't really it di- didn't really catch me right away right i was just kind of like oh there's this kind of wacky character that uh, popped up on uh, on on doughboys um, I wasn't super into Doughboys at the time either, right? I would just kind of casually listen to it once in a while, and mm-hmm. then, um, um, yeah, like a little, like a little larva planted in my brain, <laughs> like the bug started to grow, and 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 I started to uh, check out his other stuff, uh, Bug TV. I, I managed to catch a couple of the uh, of the Bug TV live streams that he's done, and um, and yeah, it really grew from there, and he's really. Uh, He's something else. He's a great character. He's, um, I gotta say, he, he has really helped um, me and my life. Like uh, his his theory about uh, nobodism has really um, changed the way that I uh, process uh, news and information that's going on in the world. Sure. Because uh, he talks about how the overexposure to things that are happening all over the world. At least this is this is my interpretation of it. Um, is um, it can really affect you mentally, and uh, I find that as I've changed my relationship with um, with journalism and world news, uh, I've found myself to be in a very positive, uh, a more positive place than I was before. Sure. Um, it's just the uh, the overexposure to this information. It's it's it can really warp your mind. Like you see people on Twitter just having complete breakdowns, and it's. Uh, it's 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 a you know it, it can be a terrifying world that we live in but it's also a wonderful beautiful place it can yeah. be a wonderful beautiful place and that's kind of something that, that the cult showed me i've met a lot of people i, I would never have uh, got to know you at all if it for wasn't sure. for this cult 
Yeah, so it's it's you know he says it's a, he says it's a cult about positivity, and uh, and I really do think it is. I think it's a it's a really great, uh, really really great little group of weirdos we have. Sometimes things get a little, but gets a little dark sometimes. But that's that's the reality of uh, you know with the positive comes the negative, and uh, there's um, you know the yin and the yang sort of ideals. But uh, yeah, he's he's something else, man. <coughs> Well, I mean, without that cult, I I would have never found the Dune Boys. I'm not sure with, if the Dune Boys would even exist if it wasn't for this cult. That well, I, the cult's this... a the cult's a beautiful thing because uh, somebody like Dicky here is a uh, kind of a reply guy that you notice early on. And then he ends up being one of your boys, and then he's a Dune yeah. Boy. It's like yeah. watching you know legendary shit all because of the bug cult on Twitter. Is it fate? Is it uh, predetermination? Uh, who knows? It's uh, <laughs> but you you find you know it's kind of birds of a feather sort of ideals too, right? Like we like to kind of question things and um, and um, and and think about things in, in a different sort of way. And uh, to be honest, I probably wouldn't even use Twitter that much if it wasn't for uh, um, I, I really did start to get more active in Twitter once I uh, once I became associated with the uh, with the cult of the bug. Buzz yeah. buzz. Buzz I, buzz. I think uh I think that's kind of a lot of people in the cult. Yeah, because um, it, it it can be difficult to make uh you know, make buddies on Twitter and find people that'll that'll, you know, follow back and engage in uh in conversation. A lot of people just kind of lay back in the cut and watch things sort of unfold and do their own posts and don't really reply. Sure. And uh I can't abide by that. Oh, I, what, what, what am I gonna? Uh, I'm just screaming into the void. It's like it's nice to have some sort of connection. There are a lot of uh, strange people out there, but um, it's nice to uh, it's nice to meet new people for sure. Well, and the cult seems to uh, it, it brings in good people. You don't seem to meet a lot of uh, yeah bad people. Like it really is a cult of positivity. It, it yeah it's 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 amazing there haven't been more uh, well not amazing there haven't been more kind of troublemakers quote unquote but uh, you know we all like to we all like to we all like to do a little monkey shines from now and uh, now and again I know sleeves is all about that <laughs> <laughs> well uh, Dicky outside of the cult what's uh, what's some yeah. stuff you're a fan of we know you're a fan of like obviously you know comedy the the stuff that led you to find the cult but uh outside of that what's uh something you're a big fan of uh i i mean i really love music i play uh i play drums in uh in a band sort of right now we're getting a band together um so it's been a little while back together getting the band back together except this is with some some new people i was in a band uh for a couple years in the mid 2000s and then I kind of stopped playing for a little while, and then uh, now I'm back playing again, and uh, it feels pretty good. I've been jamming with people kind of loosely over the years, but nothing nothing really concrete. But uh, these guys want to get uh, something serious together, so I think it's uh, I'm pretty excited. It's just happened in the past month or so. So nice. music is a big part of my life. It's also um, you know my mom's a musician, and my sister's an artist, and uh, so I think there's that uh, creativity is kind of uh, in my blood, so. What uh, what kind of music do you guys are you guys playing? Right now, it's kind of like a funky sort of rock. It's like funk rock, sort of a little bit of garageiness in there. But uh, I'm trying to get the guys to go a little bit more fuzzy. But uh, so far, yeah, they like to kind of play sort of uh, 
yeah, it's like white boy funk, and I'm a little bit like, eh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of that out there, right? Like, so I want to get it a little bit more stoner, uh, a little bit more stoner-esque, a little bit more dirty, a little bit more raw, I guess. I like that. I yeah. Like it, so. I like it dirty. I like it raw. Exactly. What's, we don't uh, need this over-polished, this over-polished, you know, white boys talking about living on the beach and, like, everything's all good. And it's like, you know, what's something a little bit more, I don't know, genuine, so. Sure. Yeah. What's the, uh, I don't know if everybody would know necessarily, but what's the, the music scene like in uh, your area? Tell people where you're living at. In Toronto, it's, uh, yeah, I'm in Toronto, up in Canada. It's um, it's tough. The The real estate market has really uh, exploded here, so a lot of old venues have closed, which is, it's really unfortunate. Like, venues I never thought would have uh, been closed down have uh basically been knocked down and turning into condos hmm. there's so many towers in the sky in toronto right now for uh building condos it's the most in the world which is do you do you blame drake insane. i do partially dr- blame drake i really do like sleeves doesn't know who drake is drake's this really popular rapper sleeves yeah he uh, uh, he really likes toronto yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's from he's from here. Watch out if he slides up in your DM sleeves. You stay away from Drake. <laughs> you got to watch out cuz he likes some uh he likes some young and that's another <clears throat> like what the fuck with all these guys with the anyway. Yeah. I do blame Drake though and I I'm not a fan I, I, of his music either. Yeah, <laughs> I was just wondering it, it seems like a a big area. I didn't know uh if there's a lot of music going on there. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's uh we do get the bands coming through town, which really does help, but like I said, the venues closing up is uh it's a big uh reason for concern cuz it's um yeah, there's cause there's nowhere to go to see these bands anymore that are nice yeah, small people venues. like your upcoming band. Well, there's a yeah. there's a couple Canadian bands. I'm not sure where exactly they're from, but um uh Pup. Pup and, is good. Yeah, they're from Toronto. Okay, I thought they might be. And then uh Pew 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 you ever listen to any of that? I have heard some pew pew pew. Yes, yeah, I, really I do like, like the, pew pew pew. Yeah, there's some good <laughs> shit. Uh, Billy Talent. I don't know if you guys know Billy Talent, but they're like a uh, emo sort of punk rock band. Uh huh. Okay. You should check out Billy Talent. Their first uh, record's really solid. It's uh, it's a little bit screamy, but uh, it's good shit. Nice. Yeah. Well, and we uh, we wanted to talk about something in specific with you. Uh, one of For your sure. favorite movies, Dickie, uh, Dust Till Dawn. So yes. we're going to be talking about really a classic. What's something that, uh, you know, really gets you going with this one? Uh, yeah, no, from Dust Till Dawn's a, a great, uh, it's a great flick. It's, um, I, you know, there is a nostalgia uh, factor to it for me because, uh, and for a lot of people, I think, too, right? Like, Growing up in the 90s, um, my parents didn't have a TV for a, a while. Like, they were, like, a little bit hippie-esque in that uh, standpoint. Like, sometimes we would, like, rent a TV and a VCR from the store and, like, watch a movie on the weekend Hell and yeah. then return the TV and VCR to the store. Like, you That's could rent cool. out you could rent out a home entertainment system and then bring it back on Monday. And so... For the big uh, events, go get your rig. Exactly. Yeah, we didn't even have cable there, so it was you had to you had to basically rent uh, VHS from the store, and uh, and then watch it at home. Um, my and my parents were also they were a little bit restrictive about uh, you know what we were watching when we were kids too. Like it wasn't like like they would say you can't like watch this, but they wouldn't like they wouldn't like watch R-rated movies with us until we got 
you know a little bit older 16 17 type thing right so 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 the so then uh so this is really a family movie to you it's a family movie for (laughs) sure mainly because i had to go and watch it at my friend jeremy's house jeremy had a great family Jeremy had a great family, two absent parents. <laughs> That's so we'd, the family. <laughs> we'd sit around and watch uh, movies that we weren't supposed to watch. Also, the guy at the the guy at the rental place would just rent us whatever movies. He was like, "I don't really give a shit." Like, if you want to watch, you know, from *Dust Till Dawn*, and you're like 15 years old. Sure, go for it. Whatever. Sure, he so. he wants to see society yeah. just as cultured as they can be. Exactly. So yeah, I got uh, so I saw this probably in '97 at his place. I was living in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. I think it was the summertime, so we were like chilling out in the AC, drinking uh, drinking Dr. Peppers, and um, and watching uh, inappropriate movies. So I think it was like it was this. It was RoboCop, Total Recall, and. Oh, there was one other one that we would watch the shit out of too. I can't remember. I'll remember later though. <laughs> did you see? Did anybody see that new RoboCop? Didn't they remake that a couple years ago? I didn't. I think they, I watched part of it and I bailed. Yeah, okay. they remade it. I don't think I I saw any of it though. I mean, definitely some bangers to get to see with your friends, like you know before. Yeah. Like I remember being a certain age and then like just being stoked i got to see the south park movie as soon as it came out so like same sort of thing of getting to see those that maybe your parents wouldn't want for sure and and it made it it made it hit harder like because i this was one of the first big like r-rated like hard r movies that i'd seen it really like stuck in my head and and there's moments in the movie that like as a you know middle teenager pretty scary and like heavy like we'll we'll get to some of the scenes in a bit but like it's some of the shit hits and it's like still still gets me a little bit like like it's it's icky yeah yeah it's icky it's written by tarantino directed by rodriguez tarantino stars as uh himself maybe i don't know it's just (laughs) yeah Um, yeah. and then uh yeah i mean we're opening up with uh with the sheriff going into Benny's world of liquor, and what I like about this, it's it's uh, Kenny Powers' brother working working at Benny's that's gonna yeah. have to deal with them, and he's pretty good in it. Oh no, he he gives a great little performance. That's John Hawks, who was also in uh, Deadwood, mm-hmm. and um, he was also in this good. Speaking of cults, this good cult movie, uh, Martha Marcy May Marlene. Okay, which is a good psychological sort of thriller movie. I suggest. I suggest you check it out. It's it's pretty heavy shit, pretty dark. What was but, the name um, one more time? Uh, it's called Martha Marcy May Marlene. Okay. Yeah, so it's like four names. Uh, <laughs> it's four names in one. But um, yeah, he's really he's really great in that. He's uh, he's a good actor. He pops up a lot in a lot of independent, more smaller movies and stuff like that. So. Yeah, and in this he's stuck uh, dealing with the uh, you know being held hostage and trying to negotiate with uh, Tarantino and his crazy brother George Clooney. Yes, George Clooney. They get introduced uh, about halfway through the scene. It turns out that uh, they've been they've basically held up this store, and the cop walks in, so they have to like come up with some kind of plan. Um, and it's cool because the cops played by this other Tarantino staple, this actor Michael Parks. Who was in a bunch of other stuff that uh, Tarantino's done as well, 
and uh, yeah, yeah he's, he's a great actor. He's really good in this. He's like, oh, I really plan on going home and getting shit faced. Yeah, he uses this term that uh, that I found really fascinating. He says, "I'm gonna get as high as a Georgia pine." <laughs> yeah, I like that. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And I was like, uh, okay. So I looked up Georgia Pine. It turns out Georgia Pines can get up to 200, 225 feet tall. Damn, yeah. So that's a fucking tall tree. All so. these other stoners are just getting high as, like, giraffe pussy, and he's going way up there, yeah. Yeah, he's going to get shit-faced. So uh, <laughs> it's funny. And uh, another thing that he says also, his, his Texas drawl is, like, so fucking thick that I like had to put on like subtitles to like understand <laughs> everything that he was saying, and uh, even then it was it was a little bit tricky. But he also, when he goes to pay for the liquor, he's like shocked at the price. The guy says six dollars fifty cents for like a like a what it's like a bottle a, of Jack, I think. Yeah, it was a or... it was a bottle of Jack, and I was like six fifty for a bottle of Jack. It's pretty fucking cheap. But then the guy's like, he says. He says, what are you, bucking on early retirement? And that's still a term that I, I use from time to time when I'm, like, trying to haggle with somebody. Smart. Which Canadians don't like very much. Like, Canadian people, like, if you try to haggle with, sometimes, with them sometimes, they'll just shut down and just be like, oh, oh. It's, it's funny. They're so, it's, it's such nice people. They're so nice. They're almost too nice sometimes. It's like let's let's you know you try to break some balls a little bit. I want to break some balls with people, and they'll react poorly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know much about Canada. I'll be honest. I, I kind of thought maybe thirty percent of the population was walking around trying to haggle like Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. You know. Oh well, yeah, that's a different. You get outside the city. That's the thing. It's uh, I'm right in the big city, so you, you get gotcha, out in the gotcha. uh, you get out in the country. You get some. Uh, you get some real bumpkins going for sure, but yeah, it's it's beautiful up here, man. You should try to come up on vacation sometimes. You're not not too far from the border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, and then our our guy, uh, Kenny Powers' brother. I mean, he ends up. I like how he goes out. He. Uh, oh yeah. The, it's funny because the cops saying, you know what, these bad guys, they're they're gonna come right through here before they get to the border, and he just gets capped in the back of the head. Little foreshadowing because, uh, there, yeah. because they kind of let us know that uh, Tarantino hears things that really aren't there. Yeah, yeah, they they kind of uh, they tease that out as the movie goes along, but uh, I He's when I was rewatching it last night, I did like I did kind of like notice like Hawks like pointing a little bit, like he like he wasn't. It was really subtle, like a really subtle signal, but maybe maybe that was supposed maybe to lead you to believe something that there maybe he did signal the guy but um yeah it was kind of it was that was it was definitely a funny scene i also love the the down the barrel shot that they use um mm -hmm. rodriguez uses that in a lot of his movies like in desperado he'll pull back and like give you like a direct not a direct shot down the barrel but it's like almost like from an angle Exactly. Yeah, I that like that. You would like see I, see out of a, one eye. Yeah, Desperado goes kind of hand in hand with this movie. Tarantino's also in that too. So mm -hmm. yeah, they yeah. have a similar feel for sure. And then uh, I like how they just. Uh, I mean, Clooney. Clooney plays the cool guy. I mean, he gets to for just sure. uh, casually throw the toilet paper on fire to light that guy on. And uh, oh yeah, light him up, burning down the whole place. Yeah, and I did. I like. I didn't realize that this was his like first big 
movie role like post ER because he yeah, blew okay. up on he blew up on ER and then went and made this movie this non-union like splatter fest yeah you guys think i'm a doctor i'm gonna go be a badass exactly and like uh yeah so and then he goes on to make uh such classics as uh leatherheads and uh monuments men so (laughs) which are i mean those are beloved films yeah i think leatherheads has a star somewhere Mm, yes yeah Yeah. constantly looking at the camera (laughs) making droll comments um, also, the way that uh, the way the the first half of the film is shot, whatever filters uh, Rodriguez used or, or the editor uh, he edited as well um, are great because everything looks kind of like like sun bleached almost, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it really adds to the whole. Just like they're in the desert, in the desert. Yeah, yeah, it does really feel like <clears throat> it's a very good like yeah. Like in feeling of inclusion, I guess, into the desert. They, yeah, they, they play that uh, that Texas blues, and you just kind of ride down the highway with them and see that it's yeah, desert all around, heading yeah. towards Mexico. Yeah, Tarantino gets his shot in the hand, and uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. that that shot where he's looking through his hand at his brother is like, <laughs> I love it. It's pretty, yeah, pretty iconic. He's just like looking through his hole, and he's just like, hmm. Yeah, and then he, I think he just spits some Jack on it for uh, some cleaning solution. Yeah, so fucking, he, he so badass. Spits some Jack Daniels and then duct tapes it up. Yep. Which, that tape. seems seems legit. It, yeah. it would work. I'd probably, I don't know, if I had a hole like that, I'd probably like put some gum in the hole maybe, then spit on it, and then uh, then tape it up. Uh, a little bit of double mint, keep it fresh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That because... is one like... Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of times Tarantino gets a little more graphic than I really visually need it, and I feel like it's kind of just used as a gimmick sometimes. Sure. This is like one of the times when like I thought it was a really fucking cool shot, and <laughs> it was like not too over the top, and it was like just just plenty, and like because it is great. Like you don't really see it until they're in the car, and then he holds it up and he's looking through it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's not as, uh, it's not as, yeah, like you said, it's not as graphic, it's, it's a different, different director too, right, so it's through a different lens, sure. I think Rodriguez has a little bit, a little bit more restraint when it comes to the gore, a little bit, not well, much. I, I mean, not in Spy Kids. Oh, it's true, yeah. <laughs> Sleeves reminded me, he made Spy Kids, I forgot all about that. Ah, uh, he's a man of many talents. <laughs> Did you guys see the uh, Lita Battle Angel movie? He did Not that yet. too. I didn't. Yet. Yeah, I'm hearing that it's supposed I, to be cool. I guess. Yeah, I might check it out sometime. It's uh, it's not high on my list of things to to look up, but uh, yeah, I'll check it out because I don't know. My buddy said it was pretty good. So yeah, I've heard. Uh, I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Rich and Sethy, uh, Rich and Seth Gecko are some bad. There's some bad motherfuckers, right? Like it's already right. been established. Yeah, they have, uh, they have some, good. some fun kind of casually killing in the opening scene, and then we see that they're uh, pulling a hostage out of the trunk and getting a hotel room and setting up for the night because uh, they got to make a run for the border soon. Yeah, and that's uh, the scene where they're exiting the liquor store and the explosion is happening is like, 
I love that scene too. It's like it's so good just to jump back to that for a second. But uh, yeah, I like when he falls down and he's uh, he's on fire, and then he starts popping popcorn and laying on the floor. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. The popcorn starts to go off. Is <laughs> a little just kind of not the first time it's been done, but it's funny. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, it's it, it was a it's a great scene. I think they they had they only had one shot to get that explosion scene right. I think because they literally blew up that uh, okay that yeah. storefront. So um, making great movies first is cool. You get to fucking blow shit up. For sure, for yeah. sure. Well, at least you used to. Now it's all CGI, so you True. don't get that practical effect anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hurting stuntmen like of... sleeves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of good practical effects in this movie, too. Oh, yeah. You got Tom Savini on set also like doing practical effects. Uh, the guy that wrote the story, Robert Kurtzman, who's now working on huge projects, too, right? Like Kurtzman's big now, isn't he? Big time, I think. And isn't Greg Nicotero involved with this, too, that's, like, doing Walking Dead stuff now? Uh, I'm not sure if it was Nicotero or Savini. I think it might have been more Savini on this one. Oh, or okay, maybe okay. Nicotero was there, too. I'm not, I, I, uh, I might be wrong on that. I think I just heard that. Yeah, I, I think it, this one might be... Either way, the, I mean, like you were yeah. saying with how it's the, the look of the movie at the start, it's definitely a movie that has two halves, and because the second just kind of, you know, goes its own fun direction, the first sure. builds up is that whole suspense because, you know, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> Clooney tells the lady that I got six friends that run faster than you and just threatening her and then leaves her alone with his crazy brother before, you know, he has his way with her. Oh yeah, things go uh, things go poorly for that hostage, unfortunately. Um, yeah, when they get <laughs> to the hotel, down to watch cartoons with them, and then yeah, it doesn't get back up. That was one of the creepy scenes that fucked me up as a kid. It was like, God damn it, like that's fucked up. Like, yeah, and yeah. Rod- we- Rodriguez did it with like uh, cut shots real quick to kind of build up that scariness. Yeah, you, you're almost like, what happened to her? Oh, no. And it's almost like a snapshot type thing where he snaps mm. in between the uh, snaps in between the uh, bed shot and then snaps mm. back to Clooney just perplexed and just, yeah, just pissed off at his brother. And then they, they kind of have a little fight, sort of heart to heart. And he's like, you know, we don't do this. This is not the way it's done. And um, so it's like, yeah, he's no, it's a, he's a good a little bonding thief, thing. thief, not a, a murderer. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, which is bullshit. He's also a murderer, too. It's like, <laughs> yeah. come on. But it's what he tells himself. It's like that criminal sort of code. He's like, this is not what we do. We don't kill people unless we unless we have to kill them. And it's right. like, we, we got rules. Okay, yeah. Tell yourself that to help yourself sleep at night there, fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, the, the character, uh, the, the they're starting to give you, they're starting to flesh out the characters a little bit, and... And um, it's almost like a little bit of a good cop, bad cop trope, but still, they're both bad. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> and at the so. same time that uh, we're getting them kind of set up, we get to meet uh, Harvey Keitel and his family, the uh, the former preacher. Yes, the Fuller family. Uh, so it's uh, uh, which Harvey Keitel is great in this. He's like my favorite part uh, after watching it so many times. Like I, he have. is he is bringing it. He is bringing his uh, bringing his a game as the him sort of and beleaguered. Cheech. Cheech is a really good actor in this as well. <laughs> yeah, he's got like three parts in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> Rodriguez loves to give Cheech parts, <laughs> and he's great. He's a fun. He's a fun little fun little shithead. Basically, yeah. <laughs> well, he's got all his all of Cheech's roles in this movie are great. 
Cheech Marin is an underrated actor. I want it said on the pod. He should have. They should have made uh, Jason <laughs> and Cheech and Chong in the '80s, and then he would have had a whole different simulation going on. I about oh, that huge. simulation. Uh, uh, I, I got sidetracked. I was trying to bring up uh, the preacher, and he's got uh, what yeah. two kids with him, right, Dick? Yeah, yeah. He's got his adopted son and his daughter. Uh, who's played by Juliet Lewis. Now, his son doesn't look a lot like him. I think uh, George <laughs> Clooney brings that up. <laughs> yeah, he uses some language that is not uh, appropriate. Uh, yeah, so I believe uh, I believe George Clooney is canceled. Yeah, there's there's a bit of racism in this movie. Racism and homophobia. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he uses, the, he uses the one word twice in the movie, and I'm like, it's not so great. And yeah, he uses I, it in the... The 90s the, um, were a different time. It was a different time, but uh, you know, at least the, there's no there's no heavy racism in this movie. Tarantino didn't put his favorite word in there. <laughs> That's true. No, I think he really went after a different different demographic with his racism in, in this one. And yeah, and, yeah, <laughs> it's more Mexican racism than than yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, we did racism. we did a tally at the end. I, there wasn't a other than Cheech's uh, kingpin character, like all the Mexicans and. Uh, uh, you know, uh, ethnicities died pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, so. that happens in the real world, so it's, you know, realistic, I guess. I don't know. Sure, sure. <laughs> and it's a horror movie, so most of the time, Everybody good horror movies it. end with everybody yeah. dying. Like, you, exactly. you gotta gotta have all the death in there, right? So, But, yeah, the Kaitel, the Kaitel character, is, he's playing a bit of a trope, which is the, you know, he's a Baptist minister, and his faith's being tested, his wife was killed, and it's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a trope, but it's fun because it's you know we all question, we all question our faith from time to time, right? Whether it be Ooh. in, uh, in Bugmane or uh, or in Jesus Christos, so um, that's well, the thing, right? We're it, all tested. Even, even though it is a bit of a trope, I feel like it it worked out really well because things like really change uh, once those characters are introduced. Um, yes, yeah, for sure. Tarantino and Clooney get there. Hop in their motorhome and then like that you know take them hostage and everything. Well, uh, before they get in that motorhome, uh, we get to see kind of the creepiness that happens with uh, Juliet oh, Lewis's yeah. character. And I don't know if this was kind of the first thing she was in or not. I didn't look it up. I mean, she's pretty young looking in this, and she's a uh, she's gonna be a possible victim from um, Tarantino. Yeah, he's creeping out like up to eleven at this point. Like it's just. <laughs> And they start to they start to examine more of his like hallucinations where he, he sees things that aren't happening and he's people say things that don't don't happen. Um, so it's uh, it's not great. So yeah, all these people out. are in are in some grave danger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from both uh, from both uh, Seth and Richie. So it's kind of equal danger again with the good cop bad cop sort of thing, right? Like he even. Mm-hmm even says to the father later on, it's like, you notice the way that Richie was looking at your daughter, and he's like, yeah, so, not a fan. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, Tarantino's, he's, this is like the, this is like the role he was born to play. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, creepy he looks, as hell. He, yeah, he, uh, he looks <laughs> like he was really in character. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and I think he even got like I think he was even nominated for a Razzie for his performance in this Damn. or something like that. And I was like, I don't know if that really makes sense. Like, it's he's doing a pretty good job of like creeping people out. Like, yeah, every like, everybody watches it and just praises him and is like, Clooney could have been better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so. Clooney didn't. <laughs> Clooney didn't pull his weight in this one. So it's like a sta- It's been now been established that like Seth is a bank robber, thief guy, and uh, Richie's kind of a maniac, asshole, sex offender. So uh, yeah. he broke in, him out of jail. They're in the motorhome heading for the border. Yeah, exactly. Rolling down the road, and they've got a they got to deal with cop Cheech, I think, first before they get through. Yeah, yeah. There's a fairly tense scene at the border where they're uh, held up at the border and they got to get across, right, to get to Mexico to meet their connection down right. there, which is a because a, yeah, a they uh, they're gonna yeah. they're gonna meet somebody and give them thirty percent so they can stay in uh, El Rey, which pay off I, the gangsters. Yeah, it's like some kind of enclave where expats probably hang out and have a relative amount of uh, safety from the mm-hmm. uh, government. So. Yeah, uh, they don't really expand too much on what it is, which is kind of cool. It's just like you know, lost city of gold, right? Like it's like you gotta get down to the get down to Mexico and hide out. Yeah, vacation paradise. Yeah, and basically retire down there, right? So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they thankfully are able to get past a uh, cop Cheech because um, they they let Juliet Lewis pretend like she's pissing in the bathroom when he comes in, I guess. Another kind yeah. of uh, funny scene that Tarantino <laughs> wrote into he this He gave one. her, yeah, he gave her a lot of great stuff in this movie. Uh, I need you to say, uh, I need you to look at me and tell me you want me to eat your pussy, and then I'm also going to need you to uh, pretend you're taking a shit for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty great stuff. <laughs> and that scene is great because they start to argue in the shower when they're hiding in the shower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This stuff starts to bubble up to the surface. Clooney makes a little offhanded remark about him being a fucking nut. <laughs> and he's just kind of like, what's he, what's he, like, why do you call me a fucking nut? I'm not a fucking nut. He's like, this is not the time or place to be freaking out right now. Right. So he does end up, like, clocking him. Yeah, knocks him out. And uh, then Cheech comes and checks out Juliet Lewis, which is creepy. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but they make it across the border. Success. Everything works. You know, it all goes to plan. And they get across. And then they're heading to, uh, I think, is it the, the Titty Twister? Is that the, the bar? Yeah. That's it, yeah. It, on yeah. the TV version, it's the Kitty Twister. Oh, really? No. Yeah, they did a TV version That's of it. That's even crazier sounding. Which I do remember seeing at some point in my youth. And it was extremely redacted. <laughs> I, <bet. laughs> I yeah, can't imagine why. It's a... Uh, this would translate to television so well. Oh, it's like the Lebowski when you see the like. Why? Why would they ever show Lebowski on TV? There's so many f words sure. in it. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like why yeah, would you sir, ever? Are you telling me the part yeah. where Cheech says "pussy" like 30 times in 20 seconds didn't make the TV cut? It probably got cut out completely. Oh my god, <laughs> that's crazy to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so crazy. Yeah, because Cheech tells him that inside the titty twister you can get a. Uh, they got like white pussy, black pussy, Spanish. They got everything. It's it's a really a huge list. It's quite a place. Only yes. truckers and bikers. Yeah, I was gonna ask you guys. Um, are you pussy lovers? Big, big fan. <laughs> big fan. I, big fan. I like yes. it. I, I think you all know I I like ass. Uh, he likes ass. Yeah. But too. But too. But too. Yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna we're not gonna exclude the uh, the hindquarters. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This is a welcoming show. I like we, boobs uh, too. Boobs, legs, Boobs. Hey, feet. You know, what do you what do you think about and feet? Sleeves is telling hey, yeah. me all the time. Butt should get nipples, so you know that's something to look forward to. Yes, yes. In our in our post uh, post surgery world. And you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And you were bringing up feet because uh, way, to, yeah. way to key back into Dust Till Dawn here. There's a pretty epic uh, feet scene with uh, the bar and the, the titty twister. Oh, oh! I, I got to, uh, I got to mention before, um, before we get to that, uh, uh, the titty twister itself reminded me of this when I was in a band in the mid two thousands. Our bass player just like randomly accepted this gig from a friend of his without consulting us. Okay. And we were like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, we get paid. Get paid. The pay was good. It was a couple hundred bucks. So we were like, fuck it, let's go do it. And He's like, uh, I didn't tell you guys, but it's actually at a biker event. Okay. And we were like, oh, okay. Like, whatever. I was young. I was like maybe 23, 24. I don't give a shit. Like, hey, we're getting paid too, right? So, which was hard. It was hard to find paying gigs a lot of the times. People would expect you to pay for free and this shit. And it was like, you know, okay, cool. So let's go do it. We pull up to this place and it looks so similar to the Titty Swifter. They didn't have the big, <laughs> they didn't have the big like neon signs and shit like that. But they had like big like tiki torches everywhere and like and and like like pits of like fire, like fire pits all over the place. And like of course, loud music is blasting and there's guys on motorcycles like tearing ass and doing donuts and shit like that. Cool as fuck. Yeah. It was pretty wild. It was the wildest event we ever played. Basically, they had a so tank. You're of, almost like scared walking up to the you know the titty twister from the film. I was a little bit scared because I was like, did these guys get the same set director as Dust Till Dawn <laughs> to come in and like and outfit their like clubhouse? Because like <laughs> there's all this imagery all over the place too of like skulls and like and like you know like fucked up like motorcycle like a motorcycle that was constantly on fire that would like shoot flames out of its <laughs> tailpipe jesus and, uh, yeah no these guys were very very serious uh these are very very serious bikers um how'd the gig go it went great it went pretty great we played oh, yeah. for like two hours did an extended jam on Freebird, which they loved oh okay oh, i can see that crushing wouldn't love it you play a 20-minute version of Freebird, and that eats up 20 minutes of your set, too, right? Melt like brains. <laughs> exactly. Like, the two guitarists that we had were doing a little back and forth and, and kind of wanging on it. And uh, uh, they had a tank of nitrous there, too, which they were, like, giving out little balloons of nitrous to people. So people were getting fucked up. This place sounds great. Um, yeah. The, the one thing was, uh, you know, as we were leaving, or no, like, after we got done with our set, the the one guy that had hired us was basically like, it suggested that you don't talk to any women at this place. Sure. As mm-hmm. outs- as outsider guys, it's it's advised that you don't. Um, I'm sure you would have been fine. You're pretty cool. To fraternize, don't fraternize with our women is basically oh. what the, what he was saying, and and so we kind of took that. Uh, was there uh, yeah. a lot of uh, naked dancing women inside, or is that just like a Mexico thing with the titty twister? Uh, there were a lot of scantily clad women, but no one, no, 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 uh, no exotic dancers really. No, but no Salma um, Hayek with snakes. No, 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 nothing like that. But uh, uh, as we were leaving, packing up our gear, we noticed there were all these like black SUVs out front. <laughs> okay, and we were That's like, uh, "What's uh, what's the deal with that?" And um, I guess it turned out to be like uh, some of the uh, police were kind of watching the event. Sure, 
uh, there to maybe keep the maybe kind of keep the peace sort of i don't know but yeah, uh, yeah it sounds like you're you know if not in a dust till dawn situation maybe like a green room thing was going yeah on what time yeah uh, yeah how late we're like were you able to be in there did you stick around from dusk till dawn like nobody turned into vampires well, we had to kind of get our friend out of there because as soon as like as soon as that guy said, "Don't talk to the women," he was he basically he, yeah he, he's, <laughs> he's one of those guys. He like if someone tells him not to do something, he's gonna go and do it. And it's like, um, yeah, we had to get out of there for our safety. So we had a beer or two and and uh, took yeah, a little mattress. I don't care and, how good yeah. you guys play Freebird. Don't you talk to our ladies. Well, that's the thing. He might have just been being insecure, or he might have been saying that for our protection. Like, yeah. if you talk to the wrong chick, they might fuck you up. And it's like, that's that's. Uh, I guess that's a good warning. But <laughs> I like it. it. It's like you were uh, the band that's in Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, exactly. Tito and the Tarantulas. Yeah, which <laughs> I like, I like that part. Their songs are fun. Yeah, they do have some good songs. I think I have their album somewhere on my computer, and they've got some uh, they've got some good tunes. It's like some nice Mexa like Mexa Texas sort of music, like funky blues rock, good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now uh, once we get into uh, once we get into the bar, things get a little horny. Things get a little very horny. Things get a little horny in the bar. We've got some strippers up on poles and uh, dancing all over the place, and uh, boobies are out, dancing on tables. Oh yeah, no sleeves is having a good time. <laughs> yeah, uh, the the uh, the 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 boy, he's about sleeves age. It looked in the movie. Yeah, so, I'd, know, I'd say I'd sleeves, say maybe. Did yeah. you really connect with him getting? 13, cause, I mean, he's seeing boobs, and there's you know there's whiskey and stuff out. Was that a I fun mean, character for you? When I see boobies and butt cheeks, uh, it's always a good time for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Tarantino offers to to buy the kid a lap dance, and yeah, it's getting pretty horny. Oh yeah, it's getting real horny, and they're having drinks. They're uh, they're having some good drinks. Uh, Clooney's a little bit pissed because the one guard. Yeah put his hand on him and he's 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 still pissed off speaking of drinks what do you guys uh what do you guys have on the go right now and you got to keep hydrated when you're doing podcasting you have to remember to keep hydrated exactly yeah i had a rain before this but then oh. water for right now to make sure i get through the whole thing strong yes a rain you start off the palate with the rain and then you transition to water and it helps it move through your system mm-hmm. it's like taking that good steroid schedule yes yes you got to balance it out I'm just uh, drinking condensation off the side of this glass. Uh, I like to pour a big glass of ice, uh, you know, to get it a little bit of water in there and let that condensation really build up. Mm-hmm. And then I don't drink the glass. I just lick on the side. So what you take your fuck? You, you take your time. Yeah. What are you? It's like is that that's like a lizard or something. Like what? <laughs> what are you talking about? You drink condensation. It's just better. It's better for you. You like that the glass uh, taste? Does it matter what kind of glass? Purified like by the air and uh, detoxified through the glass. No, I think that I think he it's might that might be natural. He might be making some points. Wow, wow, licking licking the outside of a, a glass. <laughs> this this is something only sleeves could be capable of. That's fascinating. Yeah, can it's do dirty it. but <laughs> clean at the same time. Yeah, exactly. You put your hand on the outside of the glass, like <laughs> I know your hands aren't clean sleeves. You I fucking no, know it. I've I'll been friends with sleeves a long time. Haven't seen him wash his hands. Because like, something you guys don't know is I've actually been uh, 
scraping and cleaning out a bowl. So my hands are actually covered in uh, black resin. <laughs> Uh-huh. So you're licking that off the edge of the glass too. You're getting a you're getting a double high. Yeah. <laughs> getting high from the water, high so, from the resin. Whatever you you're doing's working no those sleeves. I mean, how dirty my know. hands are. I'll send you guys a picture. I'll post it on uh, Twitter so everybody. Yeah, can that's see. great content. We got a podcast see on, those on the fucking on the hands. Twitter. We got it. We need photos and shit for yeah promos. <laughs> those dirty glass and hands. Well, I had that. I had a stain. <laughs> I had a stain on my hand the other day. And uh, I posted a picture of it. And everybody was it said, white? No, it was like a uh, yellow. Everybody was like, is it cum? No, oh, those perverts, rust? man. Yeah, those perverts thought it was mm-hmm. cum. But it wasn't even cum colored. Uh, exactly. I, I don't know what it was. Now I know I know what, I know know what. what's on my hands right now. I know what the stains are currently. So uh, You know, first step's knowing. Yes, exactly. Well, that's, that's <laughs> fascinating that uh, you drink from the outside of the cup. That's, uh, you're a rebel. Well, it's just, uh, it makes the drink last longer. I can really enjoy it for more. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. I'll have to people, try this. I'll have to try this. <laughs> you know, I, 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 you run out of a drink and you're shit out of luck. Me, I run out of condensation and I can take a sip from inside the cup. Oh, I see, I see. Well, He's I've got, got a gin and tonic. I've got a gin system. and tonic going. So. There we go. Yeah, my friend got me this bottle of strange blue gin. It might be mouthwash. I'm not 100 percent sure. It is kind of minty. What's uh? Is it? What's the brand? Is it Listerine? Uh, no, he he, okay. he got a fancy bottle and filled it up with uh, Listerine. Yeah, <laughs> Barberside. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, it does remind me of going to uh, get my hair cut for some reason. Nice. Uh, it's Not pretty tasty one. though. The, yeah. the guys, the guys in the movie, they start slamming back shots with uh, Juliet Lewis before. Yes. Um, yeah. And sleeves, you, you know, I, it's it's why I ha- why I'm just so glad you're on the show. Your whole glass thing. I'm wondering now. Uh, clearly, you're a bit of a, a neat freak with how you do things. You like things a particular way. Would you be okay with how Tarantino uh, gets a drink from? Um, our our lady uh, our lady dancer she pours some booze down her leg off her foot into his mouth is that uh, is that okay jams with you? her jams her foot right? right in his fucking mouth too she jams it really far in Tarantino's mouth yeah and I don't think this was done in one take he's uh, like let's do it again let's do it again <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean I can't you have to put your foot in the mouth that far for well that you, trick if you want to make sure the oh. booze gets in there I guess uh, yeah. yeah. It's like physics. It's like it runs down. Yeah, you can't just put your toe in there. You gotta put the whole, all the, all five of those babies. You got well, any good uh, feet and mouth stories, sleeves? Yeah, you ever had foot and mouth t- disease? <laughs> <laughs> hanging out on barns? Any hanging out on farms? I could probably. I don't know. I mean, I think I can. I know. Uh, I've recently needed to see if I could get my toes into my mouth, and I uh-huh. can. So oh. I don't know. I don't wow. know if that matters. Did you have to build up flexibility, or you just had that those thirteen-year-olds can bend? There was something happening. I needed to see uh, if I could do it as well, and I could. That's that's all there is. Well, sounds like you're trying to pull a Nick Weiger there with a little self suck. <laughs> well, I was practicing because okay, the thing is with with that tequila foot trick. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of it. It does depend on like the smoothness of the leg, the quality of the tequila. Um, the toenails, mm-hmm. but it also depends on the tongue. 
I mean, yeah. if you're not working your tongue between the toes just right, you're just going to dribble tequila all down your chin. And, and she's going to be insulted if you do that. No, you got to you got to respect the you got to respect, respect the poor. The lady. Yeah, yeah, respect she, her. Yeah. yeah goodness. And she good god. She is amazing like oh she's something else in this like i like you're saying we were watching this movie when we were younger and uh, yeah. salma hayek was a big deal that was a big big deal the whole bar goes quiet everybody gets all quiet and uh and she comes out and performs this this amazing dance to like a rapt crowd of like scum fucking scumbags <laughs> everybody's enthralled by her i think the character that's named sex machine like literally has his mouth open just watching her yeah, he's just like, holy crap. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> Apparently, she had a phobia of snakes, Salma Hayek. Understandable. And um, she had to go get therapy before this role to overcome her fear of uh, of snakes. Crazy. Right. And she's that's, she's at not point, on screen a long time for you know, yeah. having to do the snake thing, to be honest. But that scene must have taken a bit of time to shoot. And also because you're working with a with a live snake as well, it was probably pretty terrifying. Like, I mean, she doesn't look too comfortable. <laughs> but there's like, kind of a flatness. There's a flatness to her face. She's she's kind of indifferent to the whole to yeah. all these people looking at her and like. Yeah, she's just, trying to look powerful and sexy. Yeah, it's very. It's almost stern and like. Yeah, it's it's it's, and it's bonus pretty good. Points: the snake was yellow, which is the known uh, hot color. So yes, yes, really had it together. Yeah, no, it's um, she's uh, she's yeah, it's it awakened it awakened some stuff in my dirty little teenage <laughs> mind. Yeah, but it's not uh, quite what Rodriguez did to her in a uh, Desperado, but yeah, pretty horned up. Pretty horned up, and and apparently I read somewhere online that there was a rumor that Rodriguez wanted Madonna to play her role. Oh, really? At some point, okay. I don't know if that's true or if that was maybe I, something that was like threatened or I don't know what the deal was, but uh, that was yeah, that was mentioned somewhere online. Yeah, I read something like that. I think it said like they talked about it to like pressure. <laughs> Uh, Selma Hayek to like decide on the role because I guess the snake thing had her on the fence. Right. Yeah. yeah because of cool the fear. To pressure women. Gosh. Yo, yeah, we're gonna get Madonna to do this instead. How do you feel about that? Like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I would have liked Madonna as much at all. Actually, it would have been different for sure. It would have brought a different tone to it. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? Who knows? But then it would have been yeah, Madonna's foot in Tarantino's mouth. He's probably the one making the real decisions. Mm, yeah, he he was like, I want Madonna's foot in my mouth. <laughs> oh, that's probably what it is because of the Reservoir Dogs thing. That fucking guy. Wow, wow, it's all coming, it's all coming back around, full circle. So, uh, so once Salma Hayek um, gives uh, Tarantino a drink off her foot, she ends oh, yeah. up. Uh, it Cheech barges back in because they'd kick the shit out of Cheech to get inside, and then uh, we kind of find out the next twist that uh, I don't. I don't know if there's anybody that could have not known it's coming from like trailers back in the day, but uh, the movie completely changes from here well, on. And that's the thing. The first time I saw it, I had no fucking idea. Yeah, because it plays out kind of like that on the run, uh, you know, just mystery at the start. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, they're 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 running from uh, running from their past and end up in a in a bad situation, and and you don't really, it's like. 
I didn't really feel much sympathy for the Gecko Brothers. I was just like, that's <laughs> yeah. oh, kind of, you know, these guys are getting fucked up now, and it's like, they've been, they're bad people, so they kind of deserve to get fucked up. But at the same time, it's like evil versus evil. Who's more evil? And it's like, uh, I don't know. It's kind of weird, right? So Yeah, because even though they're in a, a vampire den, the uh, former preacher and his family are going to help them fight them off. Yeah, we're all in this together at this point, right? So we got to uh, we got to band together. Or we're gonna get we're gonna get turned into fucking vampires. Yeah, and they got a ragtag team. They have uh, I don't know what the one guy's name is. They have the the big black guy. Cancel me if you want. I was just doing it to be quick. And then they have a uh, sex machine. When sex machine has like a little gun that pops out of his crotch, <laughs> one of the horniest guns I've ever seen. That's pretty fucking horny. Yeah, and they don't really explain how he can do that, so it's almost like mind powers or some shit. Maybe he just hits a button in his hand, but yeah, he has a, a dick gun. It's probably controlled by his actual dick. Oh, so he got horny to shoot the gun up? I'm thinking he can probably wiggle it around and like mm. hook it around the trigger and just use it like a finger. Yeah, hook it around <laughs> the trigger. That's some, that's some extreme dexterity, wow. <laughs> yeah, he's got dick moves. Uh, yeah, the guy, uh, the, uh, black guy that you so eloquently, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's an awesome character. He That's was, Fred he Williamson. Was, yeah. He's yeah, a, he's a, he's, he's a, a classic, he's a classic B movie actor. He yeah. was also a football player when he was younger. He had a, he, he won a Super Bowl with Kansas city, I think. No shit. Okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's a so tough he was, looking guy and he's a, you know, yeah. the former, uh, soldier from Nam that just, he kicks some ass. They all oh, kick a lot of vampire ass once this jumps off. Yeah, and he's and got some previous experience. Apparently, he like, yeah, he, or he, he's got PTSD from Nam, and he's yeah. like, it's like, did you kill a bunch of people there? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Him and Sex Machine end up being like super badass. I mean, once these vampires start showing up and they gotta fight all of them, I mean, uh, there, there's no way the main cast would have made it without, without those two. No, yeah, for sure. They're great, uh, great little side characters that pop up, and uh, yeah, Sex Machine is Tom Savini, the uh, the uh, makeup artist and special okay. effects artist. So, and I'd read somewhere else that the only way they could get funding for the movie is if they made the vampires' blood green, hmm. because I guess it, well, no, it's it, it's less realistic. It's it's they they were like, we want to use all this fake blood, and yeah. and they were like, that's too much fake blood. Like it's. It's already, you know, this is already a very violent movie, but to add buckets and buckets of blood to it will be harder to get, for us to get financing or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So it was apparently banned in Ireland, which wow. <laughs> I didn't realize the Irish were so sensitive to violence. Well, it's not yeah. that. They're scared of vampires. Oh, that's what it is. They're Terrified. like, we can't show, we can't show, we can't show the vampires. The vampires. They, oh, no, there's no good. <laughs> They get oh, the potatoes. <laughs> yeah, they come suck up potatoes. <laughs> uh, Ooh, speaking yeah. of the green blood, like yeah, some of the like the practical effects and all like the, um, like the gore, I guess, and and the massacre going on with all these vampires, like it's sure. very cool. I mean, the the band turns into vampires, and then like their instruments are all body parts. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that, guitar. that guitar is badass. Yeah, uh, it's like a head with like a torso and yeah, then like a like leg. leg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like uh, I think it's I think it's Cheech that uh, Juliet Lewis puts her like 
crucifix necklace in his mouth or whatever or oh, like yeah. in a hole in his like somewhere on him yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he like uh his eyes start blowing up and, and shit like it's a gross out effect yeah that's yeah there's a ton good. of really cool practical effects and different things that they did yeah this is where it kicks into full uh to full on b movie mode and um and shit gets wild well, it looks like sleeves got muted there oh, it's there, a completely different yeah. uh that's a completely different movie at that point. Yeah, and, and and you know what? Like, I I hear a lot of people kind of bitching about it. They're like, "Oh, I wish I liked the first half, but the second half gets all bad." And it's like, man, fuck off! Like, no, it's, it's oh, a, the it's first a half sucks. Dude, the first half is boring as fuck. Like, and it's, it's just, okay, but like once yeah. they get to that, like, uh, once they get to the titty twister, it's a completely different movie. That's the thing, and and it was like that's the way the movie is, like. What did you want to happen? You just want them to get down to Mexico and then that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's sort of like where did its you own want it to go? Double feature. It's I mean, they yeah, kind yeah. they kind of wrap up that whole story at the end, and like there literally is not much to it. I mean, yeah. they wrap it up real simple. <laughs> like, here's the exchange. Okay, deal's done. Yeah, but in the meantime, we get to see you know how many vampires you can kill with the pool cue. Yes, exactly. How many can you take down? Um, it's it, and I, I, I still I want to loop back around to the people bitching about the second half because I think people become a little bit jaded about like vampire movies, mm-hmm. like they've been doing vampire movies for so fucking long. There's probably at least ten to fifteen vampire movies that come out every fucking year. Like yeah. it's just a trope that well will not die. Like going back to Nosferatu like all the way up to the present like every year a new crop of vampire movies there's so many different angles you can take and this and that and it's like uh so I think there's a bit of fatigue from from vampire stuff that a little, people kind of notice in this and kind of go oh, that's cheesy and like that's been done and it's like okay fine so. yeah this I one like takes the a, vampires a in this one no, it's great. Like that's that's why I'm perplexed by people saying they don't like it, and it's like, oh, people are gonna bitch. That's what's and, and like you're saying, they, they do the 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 blood green, and then like their bodies are soft, so it's kind of fun to have it be different that they're not invincible, and they're really fucking them up, and they they get to make all these crazy weapons. Like you know, by the end they're throwing holy water and condoms, and you know they're bursting into pieces and. Yeah, with the with the concept of that is fun. You're putting holy water inside of a condom. Mm-hmm. It's, using it as a water balloon. It's pretty brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah. So also, Baptist minister, ministers can't make holy water. That's a Catholic thing. So I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> oh, see, I didn't know that. Okay, good catch. Yeah, yeah. So that does that doesn't jive. But whatever. It's this is B this is B movie land. So. He's a holy man. He can bless the water. Yeah, we it, can it's scratch uh, X's on the ends of bullets, and then they'll you know take care of them. And yeah, whatever we have to do. Exactly. We have the we have the tools. We have the uh, ingenuity to do it. So let me ask you this: What's yeah. your favorite weapon? Because sleeves and I are pretty big believers on that cross that the preacher uses. That's just a baseball bat and shotgun. That is a good one. I really enjoy the. Um, jackhammer with the spike in it <laughs> that Clooney gets yeah because he fucks up a couple of them pretty pretty great it's so over the top yeah it's great he just stabs them through the gut and just jackhammers the shit out of them pretty much yeah exactly and uh yeah it's 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 also it's fun to see like George Clooney get like fucked up too like mm-hmm. because he's fighting for his life and and 
you know, I think they take it too easy on these a lot of these movie stars now. It's like I want to see these guys get fucked up. I want to see him get punched and like, like, genuinely messed up. Like by the end of the movie, he's just covered in blood yeah. and, and goo he's, and like sweat uh, and like <laughs> diesel fumes from the jackhammer and shit. So well, and they they got him wearing that like white wife beater, just barely peeking out of his vest the whole time. I mean, it's yeah. By the end of the movie, it's it's just so drenched and dirty it, you can't even tell it's there yeah, him and Juliet Lewis are covered in blood by the end as they're the only two that end up making it but yeah they, they're just covered also like uh, George Clooney's like faux badass uh, tribal tattoos oh yeah yeah those were so ridiculous <laughs> like do you think this is the movie that like launched like a thousand a hundred million tribal tattoos <laughs> on like people on, like that dude looks fucking cool <laughs> go into the go into the tattoo shop and say give me the fucking dust till dawn Clooney. let me get that Clooney tag <laughs> our neighbor actually went through a crazy midlife crisis when i was growing up and got like a weird tribal neck tattoo a neck one? Oh my god yeah because it was like Clooney's kind of came up to his neck a little bit. But it was like kind of subtle, um, mm-hmm. but uh, this guy did not go subtle. He went full on like <laughs> he was like, "I'm having a midlife crisis. I'm buying a convertible and getting a neck tattoo." Man, yeah, everybody <laughs> knows you just get a Miata and go to the strip club instead. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Get yourself a nice, decently priced sports car. Um, you know, get yourself a or couple jet of ski, uh, something fun. Yeah, ride your jet ski to the strip club. It'll be fine. Pull right up there, no problem. Yeah. Um, what but do you I, think of yeah. uh, what do you think of us losing most of the preachers' family? Because as they're fighting through, you know, we we end up losing our boy Sex Machine and the others, and uh, then we have to watch, you know, Tarantino kill his brother, and then the the other family's kind of fucked too. Oh yeah, yeah. Clooney killing Clooney killing Tarantino was pretty great. He like initially doesn't want to you know doesn't want anybody to kill him and then he's like i'll he's like i'll do it it's my it's my responsibility basically to kill my own brother he does it in an interesting way yeah he stakes him full on and uh it's pretty pretty graphic he catches on fire and melts and yeah it's uh it's a lot of it's it's pretty funny it's like fuck you you're dead (laughs) he like uses the back of his six shooter to hammer in the pool cue it's great yeah, it's very, uh, very rudimentary. Also, that's another funny little thing there that that Clooney uses a pistol in this movie. When it's like you have, you have, you know, regular sort of forty fives and like stuff around, but he uses this very old, kind of old timey. I think it's like a forty five pistol or something. It's a big fucking caliber. I'm not, yeah. I'm no gun expert, but and they uh, had killed think- a lot of people up until that point for somebody that is just going across country with the six shooter. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, I think that's what Clooney likes to shoot people with in real life, so they just <laughs> let him bring it on set. Yes, I thought I thought Clooney was a humanitarian. Sleeves was telling me he's got some darker sides. All actors do. All those big actors are they they've all been uh, brought into some weird secret lizard people organization. Some eyes wide shut so. meetings. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come on, Epstein's plane. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah. All good, but yeah, no, it's you know this is a uh, it's a classic fun popcorn movie, and that's why you know when people take it too seriously. It's like oh man, it's I think it's Tarantino's funnest movie. Like oh, yeah. it probably is. Yeah, everybody it's, is having a blast. Like you can it's, tell. It's my favorite Tarantino movie. Yeah, mine too. But just because it's the lightest, like it doesn't. I mean, there are some dark points to it, but it's not like the other movies where it's like. 
yeah, it just gets too too dark. And the and like and Tarantino writes fantastic dialogue. There's so many quotable phrases in in this movie. Um, when he says to uh, when he says to the preacher, uh, you know, those acts of God really stick it in and break it off. It's like that's pretty <laughs> yeah, funny. Yeah, that part's good. <laughs> yeah, he's just like very dismissive and like uh, sarcastic. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think this movie made George Clooney a, a fucking movie star. That's what's that's Probably, cemented yeah. him as a movie star. So set him on the path for Ocean's Eleven and the rest. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what was it, the Solara or whatever the fuck movie he was in? <laughs> uh, All the good. I love film. I love film. <laughs> Well, uh, do you have any other thoughts about the the ending or anything with the movie, Dickie? They they get out because uh, they they realize they can shoot out and have the sunlight start coming in, and then uh, you know, gangster Cheech and his boys thankfully just like shoot down doors as soon as somebody yells at them with shotguns, and they're able to kill all the rest. Oh yeah, as soon as they say open the door, they they're just, just on it. Four shotgun blasts through the door. Yeah, that's a heavy uh, heavy gauge <clears throat> heavy yeah, gauge some good shotgun to have. Yeah, so uh, everything gets resolved, and the yeah the place yeah. the bar explodes, and all the vampires get killed basically, and uh, and he haggles he haggles yeah uh, down to I think like twenty five percent to stay in El Rey. Yeah, he gets a little discount considering the night went so poorly. A little five percent for your brother dying, and yeah, all that shit. Sure, exactly. It should cost less. It's only one person now. What do you think of uh, Juliet asking to go with him? It's kind of surprising. I, it sort of makes sense, but it's a little weird, too. She doesn't get eh, to go with them, but... Yeah, it's a little odd. I, I mean, uh, I guess she was, she was probably in a little... She was probably in shock because her family yeah. was just murdered. <laughs> probably. Um, yeah. so, she, is she shock. the one who has to kill... She kills her brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she yeah, has to kill... because he blows the fuck up. Yeah, it's pretty explosive. <laughs> it's like, what was in those bullets? Holy shit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think she was a little bit kind of, kind of desperate at that point. And, and, and they also, yeah, I think it's a stack of money and yeah, I, much. I think they, they still wanted to show that George Clooney was like a good guy mm-hmm. sort of. So he's like, no, don't, you're not coming with me. Like, you don't know what this place is. He like, does sort of say like, I'm an asshole, but I'm not a creep. That's going to fucking take this 15 year old with me. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, I might be a bastard, but I'm not a fucking bastard. Yeah. 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 So. It's a nice, a nice little wrap up there, and uh, and then they uh, they of course do a little pull out to reveal that the bar is on top of this old Mayan sort of temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's there's more sequels after this. I think this is the only one I've seen. I know there's a, a couple more, but uh, yeah, they did uh, two more movies. I think so. I think yeah. that's correct. Uh, the second one is fucking just terrible, yeah. and the third one has some. Has some nice little, uh, nice little moments in it, but it's not. I would not suggest watching either of them. Yeah, I would stick with this one. I'm, I was glad you picked this one. This is a fun movie to go through, Dicky. It really is. Yeah, it's it's a it's a hell of a, a hell of a little uh, thrill ride. That's also, you know, it, I I watched it again the other night. It's not that long. No. Nah. Like we're getting so desensitized to like these movies that are like two and a half hours long, mm-hmm. like. It's, that hour thirty, hour forty romp is fun. Yeah, keep it tight and right. Like yeah. this is the thing, right? Like it's it's I I don't want to spend two and a half hours sitting in a movie theater while my butt goes numb. Like, 
<laughs> it's 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 too much. Like, give me yeah. make it make it nice and tight, and then I can sneak into another movie after too. <laughs> yeah. And I will bring this up if anybody listening wanted to see it. Yeah. We watched it on a two B TV, so you know. Oh, you there you go. On your butt for two hours in the theater. Get it at your house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they also did. Rodriguez came back and did a TV show. Oh yeah, Which, that's on Netflix now, right, or something? I think so. Yeah, he did it for his uh, El Rey network, I believe, okay. and then it got licensed out to uh, Netflix. But it is not great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tr- I gave it a shot. Not yet. I didn't stick with it. Well, they basically like retell the entire movie in the first season in mm-hmm. like a condensed form, but. Yeah. It takes itself very seriously. There's no, there's like little bits of dark humor, but it's just not, it's just not great. They tried to go all True Blood on it. Like, they tried to be like, oh, there's this like council of vampires, and it's like, fuck off. Like, that's been done so many times. Like, it's, it's, you know, you got Twilight, you got the. Yeah, just give me my silly, horny vampires. Yeah, you've got Twilight, you've got Blade. They all have these, like, Council of Vampires. Like, vampires are, like, true blood, and, and they're all, like, they're organized and shit. And it's, like, pfft, so cheesy. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, I get it. You want to compare vampires to capitalism. That's what they're fucking doing. Like, they're, like, oh, look at these bloodsuckers. Like, they're just, like, corporations. Like, a corporation is a bloodsucker. It's, like, okay with the subtlety there. Like, take it easy. <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, the TV show's crap. <laughs> uh, so what did they like focus yeah. just on the vampires then like, no they, they still had to bring the brothers in at all yeah they had the brothers there played by different actors of course which oh, yeah. no big deal if the if the acting would have been good but it wasn't and then they had richie become like he was he like voluntarily accepted becoming a vampire hmm. Not a and it was like move. no and then uh, and then he ended up like being like he like his brother didn't kill him he just like continued to be a vampire throughout the show and like be like a good vampire and i was like what <laughs> yep sometimes anyway you stick they, to the original script well they were trying to take it in a bit of a different direction but it just didn't uh just didn't work so yeah. oh well what can you do well it works in this in the original one uh what uh? Yeah, what exactly. else is coming in the future for you, Dickie? Before we lose you, are you gonna be at a uh, BugCon? Are the Doom Boys gonna be there? Maybe we are. Uh, we are definitely aiming to be at uh, BugCon for 2020. We're gonna have a uh, um, a presentation on the uh, life cycle of Dune worms, okay? The sandworms, rather. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a highly fascinating and uh, informative uh, event. Yeah, we're 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 really looking forward to getting out to California. Oh yeah, um, that's gonna be awesome. To out to uh, beautiful, a beautiful sunny Burbank, Burbank. and uh, we're gonna check out uh, check out BugCon for 2020. Hell and yeah. we're gonna make it even better than than uh, BugCon uh, 2019. Bigger and better, probably. Yeah, for awesome. sure. I know. Uh, I think we're gonna come on and talk about uh, Tremors with you guys in uh, uh, a month or so on the Doom Boys. Can't wait to do that. And you know, everything you guys are doing is great. Everybody, check them out on Twitter at Doom Boys. Uh, you know, oh, thank really you, thank you. I appreciate that. Too. Yeah, we're gonna do a we're gonna do a great Tremors episode. Another, which is another B movie classic. It's it's just a you know it's a fun fun time at the at the cinema. Oh yeah, Tremors is great. <laughs> you have any last thought sleeves for our guest? No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I got a sticky hand. Oh, hold on. Yeah, is this something new or is that just from the glass? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's from the resin. 
Okay, okay. I didn't know. <clears throat> I didn't know what you were doing with your hands after we talked about it. Never know. I've just been holding them up so I don't touch anything. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> holding them up and away. Well, licking I guess, the, I guess licking we'll licking the side of a glass. <laughs> yeah, having to lick the side of the glass with no hands. Yeah, love it, love it. All right, well, thank you so much, Dicky, and uh, you know this was wonderful. Can't thank you enough. All right, take care, boys. It was a pleasure to be here and talk about this uh, this classic piece of uh, cinema. Yeah, it was a good time. Thank you, thank you. Hell yeah, thanks, Dicky. All right, bye. bye.